Hey guys, before we dive into this week's episode, I've got a little offer for you. This year I launched my online studio, Mindful Moment, and I'd love for you to prioritize your own well-being and come and have a free trial. You'll get unlimited 24-hour access to my growing library of meditations, mindfulness techniques, breathwork and movement sessions, yoga classes, sound healing recordings, and more. Whether you've got two minutes or a full day, and whether you want to improve your sleep, feel calmer, or let go of damaging thought patterns, there are sessions there to support you. All from the comfort of your own home on your own timetable. Go to lilysilverton.com forward slash mindful hyphen moment to start your free seven day trial today. Welcome back to another episode of Priorities. Today I'm going to talk to you about prioritizing detoxing, but it's not what you think. I'm going to pose the question to you. Have you considered that rather than cutting out carbs and sugar, what you actually need to do is cut out negative thoughts and people? It's very natural to feel a need to overhaul our health in the winter months, any time of year, really. But what does health really mean? What does getting healthy mean? Sure, if you've been living on a diet of booze, cake, pizza, Netflix, then nourishing your body with some movement of vegetables is a very good idea. But is a 10-day juice detox actually what you need when it's the middle of winter and it's making you completely miserable? You see, the body is actually very good at detoxing itself, all by itself. If it wasn't, we wouldn't have survived as a species. The liver does nothing but detox 24-7. So I'd love you to consider focusing on the part of you which is awful at detoxing, which is the mind. The mind holds on ferociously to damaging thoughts, negative experiences, and painful feelings. Our ancient brain thinks it's keeping us safe by doing this, remembering what hurts, it figures, will help us stay clear next time we encounter something similar. This is very useful with things like fire, but it's less useful, however, when it comes to holding on to painful mental thoughts and attitudes, which ultimately does us more harm than good. 2020 was an exceptionally difficult year. I can best compare it to standing in the shallows of a really rough sea where it felt like every time we stood up, another wave would knock us down. The year challenged us all and 2021 continues to do so in a big way. So more than ever, we need strong, flexible, robust mental health. Here are a few ideas of how to eliminate anything that chips away at that. Number one on your mental health detox plan, steer away from stressful situations or people. We can't necessarily cut people's situations out of our lives entirely. Wish it was that simple, right? But we can take some action and regain autonomy over the amount we interact with them. Don't let yourself get caught up in drama and stress. Ask if there's an alternative approach available. So some action steps for that. I'll bet that just by hearing that, you have an idea of who or what you need to move away from. I invite you to take stock of the people and situations in your life and see where you can make some changes to make things easier or more enjoyable for yourself. Whatever you do, don't try and change someone else's behaviour. It's futile and 99% of the situation, 99% of the time, only leads to uh, making the situation worse. Number two, let go of past failures. Are you still thinking about that time you didn't get the girl, the guy, the job, whatever it was? Look, failures are a part of life. They make us who we are. But if we hold on to them, they hold us back. I don't want you to sugarcoat your difficult experiences. However, in order to use our failures to grow, we must see them as opportunities, or at the very least, as part of the natural fabric of life. Action steps on that one. 
do an inventory of the past failures that are still niggling, nagging, nagging at you. <laughs> write them down and then write next to them the lessons they taught you or the unexpected benefits of the direction they sent you in. Remember that there's always something to be taken from our failures. And remind yourself of that daily until you feel the grasp of those failures begin to loosen on you. Number three, limit your exposure to social media and or traditional media. This point feels pretty obvious um, and it's twofold. So first of all, the constant comparison of social media does nothing good for our mental health. It encourages us to compare ourselves to a heavily filtered reality, one our regular lives will never match up to. And secondly, while it's important to have an understanding of what's going on in the world, we all know by now that fear-inducing information is what sells papers or keeps people clicking on new sites. Action steps. Set yourself a time limit for both. I suggest 20 minutes a day total and definitely stay clear in the early morning and right before sleep. I also acknowledge that this is a difficult one and I struggle with it myself too. Number four. Restrict anything or anyone that diminishes your confidence and self-esteem. This point is also obvious, but often it's not actually obvious to us who or what is draining our confidence. We shouldn't instinctively run away from difficult situations. However, if someone or something continuously grinds down your sense of self, then move away from them. Action steps. Over the period of a week, note down each time an interaction with someone or something makes your confidence and or self-esteem plummet. At the end of the week, see if any patterns emerge and then where possible, take steps to restrict your interactions with those people or situations. Very often, <laughs> it's limiting social media, which was our point three. Right, finally, point five, curb unproductive or excessive demands on your time and energy. So in the same way that cold or virus can seriously affect the health of someone who is already unwell, a small setback or upsetting encounter can do the same to someone who has excessive demands on their time and energy. Are you exhausted? And if so, what is draining you? Action steps, take stock and decide where and how you can make some changes to free up that precious energy and time for yourself and your loved ones. You won't be able to change everything, but small shifts can make a huge difference here. I hope that's been helpful. I've popped a few links in the show notes below to ways that I can help you support yourself in detoxing your mental health. Thanks for listening and take care.